0: Hello everyone, and welcome to The Sphere of Netflix.
1: The good, the bad,
0: and the even worse. My name is Will Fligg.
1: My name is Barrett Fagan.
0: And today we have a special episode for you all. Limited edition. Typically for The Sphere of Netflix, we produce a edited short summary of any Netflix original we are reviewing. Typically this Netflix original is the even worse part of our title, but sometimes we get a good part of the sphere of Netflix. But for today, we're going to be sympathizing with the viewers and showing them what it is really like to record a podcast.
1: A little self-reflection on our previous evaluations. Completely uncut, unedited, raw, positively raw listening footage for y'all here.
0: So this presents a very good opportunity for my good friend Barrett to say whatever he wants because I have been censoring almost half of what he says in every episode.
1: Yeah, this was a little bit of um, recording inequality in the sense that 90% of the stuff I have mentioned so far has been cut out of said podcast, so I'm really excited for today's episode in which I can go completely off script, out of pocket, and discuss whatever I please as long as it pertains to one of our previous evaluations.
0: Be careful, everyone. This may get a little raunchy. But let's start off with our first ever Netflix original that we reviewed. Now, when Barrett told me we were going to be watching Tall Girl, I had some skepticism. A Tall Girl movie. What's it going to be about? Probably a she's tall, tall girl. Yeah, she's tall. And she's I like six feet, actually. And there's no way this movie could get any worse. And then they released a second one, so be very thankful that we did not review the second one.
1: I think Flick is just mad that we had to watch Tall Girl because of how short he is.
0: So <laughs> I'm actually six foot one. Y- you're just as tall as Yodi. You're five one, Barrett. I Sit am down.
1: I am six feet actually. okay,
0: six feet wow one
1: inch is is a lot though <laughs> one inch one inch is a, is a lot like one inch difference I, I, is a lot. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't snoff at one inch. I mean yodi's got a solid like basically half foot on me because she's six one and I'm like six feet. so that's like at least half a foot like six like easy so
0: we meet Yodi and she's always been the tallest girl in school. She's always been super uncomfortable with it. She's you know hated her life for sixteen years, and she's been made fun of by her classmates with the very common expression,
1: "How's the weather up there?" I actually hate the bullying that goes on in all these movies. Like, not only would no one get like bullied and harassed for being like six one, but also like the bullying just isn't good. Like, like all all the, all their like comebacks are awful throughout the entire movie. I didn't like the bullying. And so she's searching for that one person in her
0: life the tall, smart, athletic, funny, good-looking guy to just walk in the room and sweep her off her feet. Plot twist, a smart, good-looking,
1: tall, handsome, athletic guy walks into the room and sweeps her off her feet. In ex-Machina style, Stieg, the Swedish exchange student, walks in and answers all her dreams, and they ironically look identical, like sibling-level identical but I guess we'll just play along with this Swedish, hot, beautiful stereotype for a little longer. Oh, I, I really I really can't get over how awful this movie is. I forgot how bad it was. So Stieg is a bit of a player. He's
0: moving Jodie around in this whole love triangle. Her best friend Duncan is also trying to get her, but he carries her on a milk box and has horrible fashion. But anyways, you know... Stieg in her life turns her world around, and she must figure out what she really values in her life. And through the most dramatic, overrated, and honestly seemingly done in every single romance for high school, she gives a prom speech about how she's become more self-aware about herself, less insecure, and feel better overall about herself.
1: This whole movie, which is the glorification of the popular girl, the exchange student, and the nerd getting into a weird love triangle for the entire movie— along with the other nerd that somehow pulled the girl from Lab Rats. I hate Duncan. Screw him and screw his milk box. I hope he trips on it.
0: In addition, let's bring up the fact that this milk box he's been carrying around for 10 years, just so he can stand on it and kiss Yodi. How old are they supposed to be in this movie? 16 years old. Sixteen?
1: No, no, younger than that because it's her sophomore year of 16 high school. years old. Really? 16 years old. They're old for sophomores. But nonetheless, that means that Duncan was roughly six years old, in which he decided that he was going to carry around this milk box, so he could stand on it in a valiant way and kiss Jody. like, no. When, when I was six, I was like, eating dirt. I wasn't, I wasn't collecting milk boxes <laughs> so I could stand on them to kiss my dream girl in 10 years. So, yeah, anyways,
0: we gave it reviews, and for the Sphere of Netflix, typically we rate it out of 20 on five things. Theme, acting, plot, characters, and what's the other one? Plot. Plot. And so basically it's out of 100. So
1: if you look at my ratings, I gave it a 30. I gave it a 43. A surprisingly shining review for this awful movie. So now that we've
0: seen other Netflix originals, would you like to redo the ratings? I'd like to
1: readjust.
0: What would you say, Barrett?
1: I think that that 43 was a little generous. I want to bump mine down to a solid 35. I'm not going to be as harsh as you were, but I think 35 is a good range that this movie can fall into. I am
0: sticking to my exact rating of 30. I think it's crap. Compared to other Netflix originals,
1: it's also horrible.
0: But after that we did have a I hope. thought I
1: thought that it was at least empowering for for all the tall girls out there.
0: I don't know why you're laughing. This is a very serious topic. Many girls feel insecure yeah. about their height and they're just trying to highlight that in the show. For self. any
1: girl that is very insecure about being an inch taller than everyone else in your high school, I I truly recommend you watch this movie. It's a real it really covers all of the bases. It's just it's so great. But
0: let's move on to our next movie we reviewed. Now, some of you might think that we would continue to review crappy movies. And you were right. We moved on to the platform. Fully crappy thinking, movies. Hold up. Hold up. We moved on to the platform fully thinking it was going to be this B-list tier, horrible Netflix original. But, surprisingly,
1: it was quite well. Yeah. I actually I actually enjoyed this movie, and I think I was way too harsh on my rating of it. Essentially, what we got here is this weird prison-type system where there's a bunch of floors and levels and basically the only thing you get is you get one item from the outside and the whole premise of the thing is that you have this little little table that floats down through a floor a hole in your floor and ceiling and it starts at level one it goes all the way down it has this a lot of food on it and basically so when it gets to the first level it's super elegant and nice but by the time it's at the bottom levels everything's destroyed and there's no food left and you're basically starving so it's kind of like a, a fight for survival, but it's randomized depending on what floor you get on. That changes each month.
0: And typically there is enough food to feed everyone if they ration
1: completely. However, this does play into societal's need to consume more than others. I actually don't believe that because they said there was enough food to feed everyone. But that table probably looked like it could feed... I'd say 100 people if they right. rationed it. Ain't no way. And there's, like, there's what? It could definitely feed three, over 200 people. There's 300 floors at least. So there's, Yeah, but
0: people were dead on most of the floors.
1: There's more, and there's two people per floor. Say they, put, they fill it up every, like, month with new people. That's, like, almost 1,000 people if yeah. you do 366 floors.
0: Whatever, but basically the premise of this movie is to explain how society changes depending on what level you're on. So for instance, although you may have been on level two hundred at one point, when you're on level one, you're not gonna pity the fool who's below you. No. You're gonna eat all you have because you had been previously wronged. And so that just continues a cycle of hatred and violence, and so they're trying to solve that in this facility. However, it's
1: basically a big metaphor for like capitalism and social economic like mm-hmm. inequality, mainly in America. Which I didn't realize the first time watching it. But now that we're reflecting and I see that now, so I'm gonna change. Function. I'm gonna change my rating. I'll, I'll let you talk about your rating first.
0: Yeah, so I'm actually gonna change my rating. When we were rating these, we were doing it solely out of movies in general. However, I kind of want to reflect that we're comparing these movies more to Netflix originals than to other movies. So, keeping that in mind, I'd say it's about a seventy ish compared to other movies, but compared to Netflix originals, just kind of blew me away, and I gave it an eighty three just to change it because compared to Netflix originals, like Tall Girl or the Kissing booth, it's better,
1: yeah, I agree I would, at first we were comparing these to regular movies and and yeah, this is like a like a low tier eighty regular movie style, but honestly, compared to all the other movies we watched. I'm going to go bold here, and I'm going to give it a 92. Put in that A class. That's a little too
0: bold, my friend.
1: I, I, I really liked this movie. I liked the metaphor behind it, and I liked the way it was laid out, even though some parts of it were confusing and whatnot. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and compared to all these other god-awful movies that we had to watch, I thought that it was it was top-tier compared to them. So, I 92.
0: I wouldn't go that far as to say 92. So... I think our eyes had been cleaned for a little while from watching The Atrocity of Tall Girl, so we decided to dip our fingers back into the Netflix original romance pool.
1: It was not finger And down.
0: oh, was that a burning pool. You see, we decided to go for The Kissing Booth. Now, my sister recommended it to me, as did Barrett's sister, saying it's one of the best movies she's seen. A fantastic romance between two loving high school I'd, I was going to say seniors, but they're in separate grades, which is pretty awkward. Between two high school
1: students who fall in love and are also like family. For some reason, this movie really resonates with the population of 12 to 13-year-old girls and 40 to probably 55-year-old women. Because um, those are the only people that seem to like this movie. To be honest with you, I have not heard anyone outside of that age or gender range reference this movie being a masterpiece of any sorts but Mm -hmm. i swear every one of my sisters and mom's friends have sent their most highest prayers about this movie and i really can't seem to figure out why it's just a really
0: non-compelling generic movie it does what it does like it does what it needs to do but it's just not good so the main character her name's Elle, and she's got her best friend uh, whose name is, what's his name, Barrett? Flynn. Flynn. And so, she wants to date, or she, like, wants to date well, his well, brother, well, Noah. Well,
1: they're they're both Flynn, but they just call the little one Flynn. Yeah,
0: Lee Flynn. Lee Flynn and Noah and Flynn. And so,
1: basically, I was like, oh, I want to
0: date your brother. But, oh, no, they've been best friends and there's rules, so you can't date each other's siblings which is a justifiable rule I understand they have all it completely, these like list
1: of like rules and some of them are oddly specific and some of them are really basic like like rule 12 is like
0: you have to forgive your best friend with a scoop of ice cream if they ever yeah, wrong you yeah,
1: yeah like if, if anything bad ever happens you have to eat like bumbleberry finch ice cream together on the pier and then rule 13 is like don't slaughter each other's families it, it it jumps from really specific to really basic, and I have no idea how they order these rules because there's some rules that are, like, number 200 that seem very basic, but, like, rule number four is, like, no eating pickles on Saturday. <laughs> some stupid shit like that. And so she's risking her relationship
0: with Lee, her best friend, to try and get with Noah. Now, Noah's a bit of a bad boy. He's a city boy, one mm, might say.
1: Noah rides a motorcycle.
0: <laughs> He's also rich very rich and so of course like any romance she somehow pulls the guy miraculously and then a first for our netflix original watching we saw the devil's tango for a little bit of that film now i don't know about you but it was a little bit of an awkward scene in addition where they did it was the hollywood sign where there are tons of cameras and also looks very uncomfortable you got anything to say about that barrett
1: all of the like spots that like noah would take her to were probably like some of the worst things i've ever witnessed like for movie standards like the hollywood sign is a crowded area they did it there they did it like in her little brother's like room they did it like in some random pavilion in the rain next to a security guard (coughs) all all of his like for someone that's deemed to be like a super player in high school and like takes all the girls to his secret spots his secret spots kind of suck
0: they really do. So, at the end of the day, he gets her, and then she also f- somehow reconciles with her best friend, Lee. I don't really remember how it happens. It's, it was so unrememberable, and I was so happy when I could end it that I don't remember much of it. But when we did give it scores, we gave it. I gave it a 37, and Barrett gave it a 29. So, it, when, if I'm going to redo the review... I'd say it was redo the review. Say that five times. Redo the review. Redo (laughs) the review. Redo the review. Redo the review. Redo the review. If I were to redo Redo -uh. the review, I would probably say it's better than the Tall Girl by just the slimmest of margins. I gave it a thirty-one. I'm gonna give it a thirty-one. I, I, it, I am so angry. And oh, oh, sorry. They make a kissing booth too. That's like the point of the movie, whatever. But I just, I'm so angry because it's not applicable to life. They're supposed to be relatable. But they're just not and they're also just stupid and just they don't know what they're doing and it's the dumbest movie ever sorry for the rant
1: you see in this movie everyone is super rash and everyone's irrational so in a world in which this movie exists in which sexual assault deems the same punishment as having too short a skirt i'm gonna make a rash judgment on the review side and take my original rating from a 29 down to a 27, I think I could have been a lot harder on this movie. At least Tall Girl acknowledges how shit it is. This movie tries to be a good movie, but fails. I can give respect to Tall Girl for knowing it's bad. I cannot respect (laughs) this movie because it thinks it's good.
0: Okay, so next we're going to move on to the only controversial movie that Barrett and I I have reviewed.
1: This movie sucked balls.
0: This movie was fantastic. I would say in terms of a Netflix original... This movie outperformed all the others tremendously in both its cinematography and its acting skills.
1: This movie was the pinnacle of the even worse category. It was on the bottom end of the spectrum by a long shot. Okay, let's and it talk was completely about the movie. Unredeeming.
0: First. This movie is called A Whisker Away, which is a beautifully animated Netflix original anime, which is dubbed in English, about a girl who can turn into a cat to try and catch her crush's attention. But before she realizes it, the line between human and animal starts to blur together and she must find her humanity. What's not to love about a girl trying to find humanity after making a simple mistake? That's how most movies go. At least for Tall Girl, it, it didn't go that way. Or Kissing Booth, that's why they're trash. But a whisker away, at least there's a problem that the protagonist tries to solve. There's an antagonist to everything. The only there problem. Is a solution. The
1: only problem is that the protagonist... Is not an independent. your problem is that independent woman. Independent woman. She is. I cannot stand this self-reliance on male validation to drive the plot forward. She's not. I will not. The whole point of the entire movie is she wants to validate her feelings for this guy and wants them to be reciprocated, so she turns into a cat. This is the magnum opus of the even worse category. That is not true.
0: She turns into a cat, and he finds her, and he loves her because he loves animals, and she just reciprocates the feelings back as a human, but he doesn't know that she is a human and not a cat. It's not the same thing as that. Sure, she may want some validation for saying, oh, I love you, yeah, yeah. but may who want, doesn't may want. want to be loved sometimes? Who doesn't want to feel like they're living in their life yeah, and being loved? Yeah, but she is
1: unredeemable and an idiot. She sacrifices her humanity for validation of a guy that doesn't even realize it's because her. Because
0: she thinks that she causes more pain and sorrowing as a human than a cat. What's to blame for that? Sometimes we all feel that way. We feel desperate and oppressed, and we feel like we just want to be something else. But who's to blame for her? She's a child.
1: No, we don't feel that way. <laughs> we don't We don't okay. feel that way okay, Speaking on behalf of all of humanity We don't feel that way We're literally him And oh, I don't, yeah, okay. don't want to be some cat
0: Anyways, I give this a 91 compared to Netflix originals I'm re-rating it, I'm giving it a 95 It was fantastic and a great movie Don't say it
1: Giving this movie a bad score Is the paramount of my movie reviewing career I originally gave this movie A 48.5 I'm going to give it another I'll, I'll bump it up slightly, but still finishing with a brash rating compared to other Netflix originals at a 65.
0: I'll take it. That is higher than any other movie we reviewed other than The Platform. I'll take it.
1: Let's move on to the... I still can't believe you gave it a 95. It's so, it's so good. You just don't like anime. I, I can appreciate the anime genre. I don't mm. I don't like the movie. Cap. The movie is bad.
0: I'm calling Cap right now. I'm fine our, with our listeners the anime. Our see it, but I'm tapping my head. I'm Cap fine right with
1: now. the anime. Mm-hmm. I am not fine right. for the driving point of the plot to be finding male validation in right, the yada, fact yada, that you're yada. a feline. You are a feline. Can, can we get back to you our- You are a predator. Can we
0: get back to our reviews now? <laughs> that is not true. I will refute those allegations.
1: Fine. Fine. <laughs> the next, the next thing we're we're jumping onto is naked. If you've seen Groundhog's Day and you like <laughs> and you like Groundhog's Day, you will hate this movie. This movie is crappy Bre- Groundhog's Day, but naked. <laughs> the only description I have for this movie is that this guy named Rob what a stupid name, is madly in love and is about to be married to his like future wife and she's so great. Unfortunately, he's also naked, stuck in an elevator, and caught in a time loop. Sounds familiar? Oh, maybe it's because you watched Groundhog Day.
0: What I love about this movie, and especially right now while we're reviewing it, is there's nothing else to it. So, essentially, we've said the entire plot. We don't have to elaborate further. It's a crappy remake of Groundhog Day, where he's naked and he tries to get married. He makes mistakes, yada. And that's it. We're done reviewing it. So, when I gave it my review, I gave it a 38. But compared to other Netflix originals, it's a 36. It's not good.
1: I gave this movie a 42. I was erring on the side of caution, hoping that they at least acknowledged that they were just making a crappy Groundhog's Day for the new generation. But looking on it now, I... I can't give it more than a 35, so we're gonna go 33.
0: So <laughs> that was a quick summary. Let's move on to Addison Ray's
1: He's all that. An influencer, otherwise known as product placement social media guru Addison Rae, tries to make a million dollars doing something she never should have started.
0: And let's incorporate a Kim Kardashian into there.
1: Just People who got famous for dancing on a children's app need to stop singing need to stop writing books, and need to stop making movies. No one likes it except for your 12-year-old fan base, and that's purely because they're drowned out by the product placement because they don't understand the plot. Hold up.
0: Doesn't your your TikTok account, NVWTH have 300,000 followers,
1: and you do Fortnite clips? Yeah. as, as As a famous influencer myself, I have not started a singing career. I haven't wrote a book, nor have I directed a movie. But you started a podcast. This is not related. People need to stop throwing colors and bright things in kids' faces hoping that it extends their watch time. That's all this movie is.
0: Can, 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 summary so an influencer specializing in makeovers aka Addison Ray, also known as Paget, a horrible name but
1: they just like couldn't say that she's only famous because she's pretty but that's basically what they said
0: but she bets she can transform an unpopular classmate into prom king that's Cameron <laughs> I just in wanna... this remake
1: of the teen classic She's All That it makes me mad the same way that Naked makes me mad because She's All That's actually a good movie have you seen that? I no. actually I actually really like that movie well, that good movie's for, good Good for you bud yep yeah. shut up I, I'm also tired of this anytime someone is famous for being good at makeup it's not because they're good at makeup it's because they're attractive it's
0: you're on a fine line right now
1: I bud. know I'm, I'm running a fine line I'm trying to you I'm, I'm very try, careful I'm trying to stay what you on, said. I'm trying to stay on the okay side of the fine line being attractive is not a skill set or a talent. Why is it like um I can't I like name one thing that Addison Rae is good at that isn't product <laughs> placement and isn't being attractive. She can sing really well and she's on autotune. Yeah, well I t- I turn her mixtape on the mute and it sounds fire. Besides that, <laughs> she's not good at anything. You're like, "Oh, she's so good at makeup." She's a how really pretty good. She is. She's a really she's good pretty actress. Pretty she's pretty without fake makeup all the
0: time. She's oh,
1: her whole career's fake. You think that with all the acting and like BSing about how cool she is, you think she'd be a better like actual actor? But it is (laughs) not translated into this movie in the slightest. Considering
0: that her entire career is based based upon being fake, you'd think she'd be a better actor. Her
1: entire career is a facade. Besides. But behind the fact that she is pretty, that is all that she has going for her. That's all
0: you have to do to make it in the world, though.
1: I actually, hot take, I don't even find Addison Rae that attractive.
0: All right, okay.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say it now. She is like one of the uglier influencers out there.
0: Okay, we're not going to go that far, but I concur. Anyways, after after that- own Gravy concurs, horror- too. After all that horrid watching, we're going to get back to the ratings. He's all that, now that I think about it, I give him a 40- I think 40 was a pretty good rating. I thought it was pretty mid.
1: I went generous, and I gave it a 50. I'm agreeing with Flig, thinking that 40's mid, but I don't want to give it an exact 40 just because I don't want to agree with Flig. so I'm going to go 41 here. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, fine, fine. Let's move on to Gray Man.
0: Directed by the Russo Brothers, the CIA's top asset, his identity known to no one, his number is six. Undercovers agency secrets. He triggers a global hunt by assassins set loose by his ex-colleague to assassinate him. Now, I don't know Man. I don't know if you know the Russo brothers, but they do a fantastic job in the Marvel series. And they also had a ton of good action pack sequences. Now, what I loved about Grey Man was how much action was packed into all of the scenes and how well and coordinated each stunt was. However, I feel like because the Russo brothers are so in detailed about their plot, in some ways they need more than one movie to make something really connect. Endgame took the Avengers over twenty two movies to set up, and trying to set up a plot for the Russo brothers when they're so into details and all this stuff really didn't work for Grey Man, so it really failed on the plot. However, Just say the, the Russo brothers great. are
1: fat, are bad filmmakers. Just Dude, say. the
0: Russo brothers are so good at cinematography. However.
1: Their they plot, their plot, plot, plot developing skills are lacking, mm-hmm. which is to no fault of their own, because majority of the movies they've worked on have been season or like series finales. And then
0: also, no, but like also, they don't even have to come up with a plot for comics; they can just take it from somewhere else.
1: Yeah, but even in game, like they probably had to come up with some kind of. Yeah, <sighs> they had to come up with most but, of it, but, but like, but everything was laid out for them in a way to where mm-hmm. they could jump in and focus on all the like nitty gritty details and action sequences without having to worry about audiences being like. Well, who's that? Yeah. So now they're having to introduce these like weird cutscene introductions of random characters in between their like miraculous cinematography, which makes the film not only really long, but also confusing, because the plot doesn't develop in a way that's understandable to an audience that doesn't already know what's like supposed to be going on.
0: Yeah, so that's why I gave it a 71, but re-ranking it, I think it's about a 75. I thought it was good.
1: The only reason I thought this film was bad was because of the fact that the plot wasn't fully developed. But looking on it now, I realize why it isn't fully developed. So I'm going to go 76, just because I don't want to agree with Flip. <sighs> okay, great. So that was all seven of the movies we've
0: actually reviewed. And sadly, this will be the end of our podcast. We had a great time filming and, you know, appealing to our audiences, however many viewers I like actually wanted
1: to do an ASMR podcast. <sighs>
0: This is why I cut most of Barrett's audio. But if you do want to see an ASMR... If you do want to see... If you do want to see an ASMR podcast, please, I guess, email me or... Visit
1: us on our webpage, and we'll look into it. Flick will do a private VIP ASMR for $100. Anyways, that's so great. Thank you so much for happening. That was the sphere of Netflix. The good, the
0: bad, the even worse. My name is Will Flick, and that was Baird Fagan, and we had so much (laughs) fun recording for y'all. Have a great day. Please do not Venmo me or send me any weird requests. Thank you. Bye.